King. King will barge over. Will he get it down? Yes, he does. There's the premiership. Wilson runs to the line. He's got Buxton with him. It's been put on the toe. It's going to be to try. Joy Jobson's got the try. Window will get their second. You always think of Lee Carson, Newcastle, Hunters, Hunters, Rugby League. Welcome back to another episode of League Castle. I am Chris McPherson and bringing you all of your local rugby league updates and action from around Newcastle and the Hunter. And what a huge week we have. We are creeping up upon grand finals. The first of our senior grand finals will be this weekend. And in our second episode of the week, that's right, two episodes this week, we will dig into the women's tackle grand finals that are to come this Saturday at Baddeley Park. It was remiss of me not to mention off the top our major partners, Sharp DS Central Coast, for all your office and printing device needs. Make sure if you have requirements in those spaces for your business or for home, you reach out to the team at Sharp DS Central Coast and they'll be able to help you out. Let them know that League Castle sent you. This episode, the first of our two, as I alluded to previously, we'll dig into the Newcastle Rugby League and uh, we'll be having a look at all the grades as well as catching up with the illustrious Statsman. Speaking of the Statsman, if you want to keep up to date with all of the Stats content and the other updates around the local Rugby League, make sure to give us a follow on Instagram and Facebook, League Castle AU on Instagram, League Castle AUS on Facebook. And it would be muchly appreciated if you could rate and review us on whatever podcast platform you listen to us on, whether that's Spotify or Apple Podcasts or one of the other podcast platforms. We really appreciate it and it helps us get our content out to more people, which means that we can uh, draw in more attention, which means that we can cover more things. So it's a a little bit of a self-fulfilling cycle there, but it all uh, comes from you guys being able to help us and we appreciate you tuning in and those that have already done that, we really appreciate you. As I said, two big episodes this week. So let's kick off the first, as we do each week, with none other than Josh Spiegelman, a.k.a. The Statsman. Well, let's pull apart all things statistical, mathematical and numerical. He is the Admiral of Algebra. He is The Statsman. Josh Spiegelman is back with us, thanks to Lake Macquarie Forklift Services, Josh, it's uh, not just warming up outside, it's warming up on the footy fields. Oh, yeah, it is, mate. Uh, good to be back, Chris. Um, two exciting games on the weekend in, in first grade. One very, very close. Obviously, Maitland defeating South by a mere two points. And then Cessnock, a bit, a bit too strong for the entrants who just weren't on their day. It was a 28-6 win there, uh, which sets up a mouth-watering clash again between um, South and Cessnock next week at Curry. Certainly does, and uh, it'll be interesting to see. There's a, uh, a couple of players with some uh, cases to await, a couple of outside backs, which we'll wait and see what the judiciary does with them. But as you touched on, it, a thriller on uh, Saturday, which we've had a couple of through the finals. Sunday, not quite the case, but we'll get to it in a moment. Let's have a look at the Maitland-South game. A few people would have been surprised if they tuned in at halftime. South leading at the break. Then Maitland looked like they grabbed it by the throat, and then South all of a sudden decided they weren't done. Fought back. Unfortunately, the final conversion just wasn't quite there and it remained 24-22. Maitland go through to McDonald Jones Stadium on the 2nd of September. South, as you say, shape up for a second clash with Cessnock in three weeks. 
yeah, definitely made, and, and the, the team stats were were quite close as well as you can imagine with a scoreline like this. It was only actually four run meters. That's right, four total team run mate read meters separating the uh, the two sides. It was a twelve hundred and twenty seven to twelve hundred and twenty three at the end. So uh, that and a few other team stats were really close as well. And I guess that that showed in the final scoreline as well. But yeah, we'll touch on that um, early start to the second half for Maitland. It's probably one of the best I can remember in recent memory that they've had. A um, couple of offloads there, some second phase play, um, really got them on the front foot, uh, and they scored a couple of those tries in the in the early stages of the second half. And you know, South will need to um, you know come out of halftime far stronger um, against Cessnock next week. Yeah, they certainly will. Um, both sides, South and Cessnock, will have some pieces to work on, but. Uh Again, it just comes down to 80-minute efforts. And, and you have to feel with uh, some of these results that none of the, uh, well, certainly the three sides that are left, but probably the five sides that have been in the finals would be comfortable that they've put in in any of the games a full 80 minutes of execution. It's It's been a kind of interesting final series in that regard. Oh, it definitely has, yeah. I think everyone's saying they haven't put a full 80 together yet. Um, but even when you put a, a good period together, I've got a stat here. So South went into the half here against Maitland at... Um, 16 out of 19 completion rate as one of the best best ones across both games for a half. Um, so obviously that's three incomplete sets there from errors. Pardon me, just choking on my own tongue there. Um, anyway, out of three errors, Maitland scored off the back of two of those. So that goes to show um, you just can't give Maitland a single thing, mate, um, even with that good completion rate. Yeah, certainly you cannot. We know that they will punish you for any chance. And it was probably similar... The the uh, the week before against Cessnock, South kind of lapsed and had a couple of errors late and Cessnock came back at them. So it'll be an area that both sides are wary of this weekend heading into that clash at Curry. But let's dig into the numbers here, mate. Um, as you said, a, th- a thrilling encounter for the neutral. Probably uh, not many fingernails left for for coaches and fans of either side. But Maitland through and um, pro- as, you, as you touched on, very little separating them, not just on the scoreboard. Yeah, we've got a few honourables. I guess um, we'll go through both teams with a few of the best statistical numbers here. I thought Malin, um handled Ryan Glanville okay, which is um, impressive to say, seeing how talented he is. But he still managed to put up a try assist, two line break assists, and a forced dropout. Um, I thought Reeve Howard is really strong at the back for, for South. There had a try assist and a line break assist, a line break and two tackle busts, 147 metres from 16 carries, which was an equal team high. With the next fellow I'll talk about, which was the edge, Lewis Hamilton, uh, 15 runs for 147 metres as well. So he's really strong out there. The last couple of weeks, he's really picked up his game. I can see that from just his carries and intensity with those. Had a line break and two tackle busts. Um, on the other side of the ball for Maitland, I thought Dan Langbridge was great, great at the back. Uh, at fullback with a try assist, a line break assist. A line break, six tackle busts and nine metres of carry. Um, Jaden Butterfield led the way up the middle there. 18 carries for 158 metres to top the team. 25 tackles and 96% was great. Um, Brock Lamb and Chad O'Donnell are two halves. Great numbers here. Um, Brock, two try assists, a try contribution, two line break assists, two line break contributions, a forced dropout and two offloads. Whereas Chad O'Donnell, he picked up the um, player, of the, player of the game for the Newcastle Rugby League with a try, a try assist, two line break assists, a line break contribution, two line breaks, five tackle busts, a forced dropout, and 91% on defense, which I thought was um, which was really impressive there as well. And, of course, Maitland gave their player of the game to Reid Alchin. It was his first game back, I think, four or five weeks. Yeah, he was really good as well with three offloads, all effective, four tackle busts, a line break, a line break assist, a try contribution, 
distribution, 122 metres at 13.6 a carry. So a few names to go through there, but I think they all stood up in this big game. They certainly did, um, all doing their sides proud uh, in terms of those those honourables. Uh, and again, it's always uh, interesting to see Reeve Howard. Uh, he's really come to life at South since he left Maitland, so it's always a bit of a grudge match for him. Um, and another shout-out to all of these boys and a number of the ones that you just mentioned who are out in force at Cessnock on Sunday supporting their lower grades. Maitland had their 19s, South had their 19s in reserve grade in action. Uh, yeah, it was great to see. And um, again, some, some thrilling encounters there. So uh, I love that the boys were not only putting their heart and soul in on Saturday for the jersey, but out backing up the lower grades and young guys uh, on Sunday as well. So a great effort from both clubs. Yeah, that's awesome, mate. Uh, the roots run deep there in both of those clubs and um, some successful lower grades. I'm sure we'll see some, some names pop up in first grade in the years to come. Undoubtedly, mate. Undoubtedly, Maitland also through to the grand final in the reserve grade and uh, alive in the 19s, so they could potentially have all three grades. Unfortunately, it wasn't South Day on Sunday. They bowed out in both the 19s and reserve grade, but we'll touch on that a little bit later in the show with some guests. But, mate, uh, let's, uh, I guess, shall we move on to the next game? Is that where we're up to now? Yep, we can move across to um, Cessnock versus the entrance here, as we touched on before, with a 22-point margin of victory for Cessnock. Um, too strong on the day. Uh, entrance actually opened the scoring here with the first try of the game. Uh, beautiful Jake Woods offload up the middle, put their hooker. Best Grove through a gap with um, fullback uh, Mulligan backing up the score there. Their try there, which which I guess um, shocked the Cessnock faithful in the crowd, but Cessnock did a really good job fighting back from that early deficit. They applied some really good pressure there after several entrance um, errors. Um, before Musgrove put uh, Harvey Neville over for the, for the first try of the game. Um, and that, that kind of continued for the entrance, I felt, in this game. And you touched on off-air as well. They're, they're a bit off their, their best in this one. Quite a few errors and penalties just at the wrong times in that first half. Forced them to make a, a lot a lot more tackles than Cessnock did, uh, which, which got them in the second half um, when the entrance's fatigue obviously um, contributed to that defeat. A good team stat here for the for the punters is that the Tigers made nearly double the amount of tackles that Cessnock did by the end of the game, 150 more exactly, to be precise. And to show the discrepancy, I guess, in possession, Cessnock had nine players run for 100-plus metres, whereas the Tigers only had one, and that was recently retired, Matt Nelson. So congratulations to Matt for that. It's a great effort to do that when you're already retired, but... Um, Mate, yeah, I'm, still running, I'm still running around it there and I couldn't put those sorts of numbers up and he's, he's retired and doing that so uh, he might be the John Farnham but although he, he did reassure me that that, that that was it it was just the SOS with uh, Mal Utah and a couple of others being out of action um, in recent weeks that he, he came back out of retirement thought he was done when the entrants were knocked out of the Central Coast comp uh, while we're mentioning the Central Coast comp very briefly again uh, a shout out to Tookley Hawks who've gone back to back in the Central Coast competition on the weekend as well uh, well done to them and all the sides that won the lower grades but Back to our focus here, mate. Uh, as you said, Matt Nelson, the uh, the retired Matt Nelson, uh, very confusing and deceptive for a lot because he's managed to run for the most metres for their side on the weekend. Yeah, he did, mate. That, that was one player of 100 metres deserves that shout-out. That was a great effort on the wing there. Some strong carries. Um, I'll just go through some other entrance plays as well. We should also lead with a, a new competition record, um, 62 tackles at 93%. For Miles Lee Toelli there uh, in the front row and a bit on the edge at moments of the game as well. I think he played 80 minutes. I didn't see him go off. Um, yeah, congratulations to Miles. That's a fantastic achievement. I know it's not the best record to have. It means he's been defending all game and obviously with a scoreline, but that shows his work rate and ability in defense. 62 tackles is no joke. 
Uh, you go across to Jake Woods, who we mentioned before. He had 47 tackles, which 62 makes look uh, smaller than it is. Uh, 50, uh, 47 tackles was a great effort at 92%. He also had that line break assist uh, and the try contribution, as I mentioned before, uh, 11 carries for 85 metres. Um, and I think that's probably where it stops for the entrance, actually, mate. We've got a, got a pester of Cessnot players to go through. So. Yeah, we might head to the Cessnot ones in a moment. I'd have to say, and again, I'm doing this very anecdotally, and I'll put you on the spot, and I'm not expecting you to give me a gospel answer, but two starting front rowers, 109 tackles between them, if my maths is correct. That's got to be right up there for you know a pair of starting front rowers to get through over 100 tackles in a game, or just any pair of players, realistically. Like You often see someone pick up... We've seen a few in the high 50s, but you don't often see someone else in that team pick up 50 on the same day. So that's phenomenal work rate from the uh, from the two big boys in the middle for the Tigers, despite the result. Yeah, definitely, mate. I can't recall off the top of my head uh, two people. I'd say the West might have done it when, when Ben Stone got a 60. Someone else might have cracked a 40 or, you know, or pretty close to it. Or um, if we go to Lakes, maybe Dan Peck and, and Nick Lowy as well might have cracked 90-plus together. And Jake O'Malley puts up some good tackle numbers as well. but. Yeah, it doesn't happen too often. Um, and yeah, that definitely goes to show, as we mentioned before, that discrepancy in, in possession um, and, and the pressure that gets applied to your team and fatigue on defense when you make a number of errors in, in key, key situations. So I'm sure they'll be working on that in, in the in the offseason. They're obviously down their first, what was it, two or three first choice halves, which, which doesn't help um, the entrance, you know, control the game. So we'll, we'll look to see them come back strong next season. We certainly will, and I think uh, from what we saw of Hayden Ritchie, although he might have been a little quieter than he liked on uh, Sunday, he will be one to watch in the future if they can keep him around there at the entrance because you've got to remember he's only all of about 18 or 19, Hayden, so he's done well and handled himself really well to guide them to a finals berth, which at different points look like they might drop off during the season. So hats off to Hayden and uh, Adam McInnes, probably a little bit closer to the other end of the scale, but, um, yeah, it's good to see some of these bright youngsters stepping into the grade and making it their own, so... Uh, a phenomenal display and a season that the entrants should be proud of and great to see Jamie Forbes will be able to build on that next year after their backflip to reappoint him as coach. But let's turn away from the side that uh, has wrapped up their season and turn to the side that goes on to fight another day in terms of the home side. Cessnock Goannas, they were um, fating the uh, the front row that is Corey Barber, his final home game at Cessnock. He's announced that he's going to retire at the end of the season. He's been a great servant of the club. And he went out on his home turf with a win and uh, was a big part of that. Uh, but plenty of names, I'm sure, with the effort that Cessnock put in that you'll have to go through. Yeah, definitely, mate. Uh, we'll start with the two front rowers there that you mentioned, Corey Barber and Sam Apthorpe. I thought they were great laying the platform in this game for both teams. Um, they had 111 metres, 117 metres respectively. Apthorpe had four tackle busts and an offload. Barber had two tackle busts and five support runs. Um, and both were good in defence as well. I thought their edges were strong, both Hugo and Shaw, dangerous out wide, both over 110 metres with several tackle busts each. Uh, another front rower off the bench this time, uh, Jai C. He's, he's had a great season, great impact role. He scored a try here with a line break, five tackle busts and 108 metres. We'll go to the starting team, though. Uh, start with the pair of wingers, Josh Charles, 112 metres, seven tackle busts and two offloads. Panetti Tua, 145 metres, 16.1 a carry, nine tackle busts, two line breaks and an offload. Uh, the fullback there, Braden Musgrove, we know what he can do. One try, 20 carries at 202 metres, eight tackle busts, two line breaks, a try assist, a line break assist and an offload. Those are some freaky, freaky game numbers there. And he left a, a, a try or so on the field as well. He's 
he's a gun, mate. He'll be a big, big um, weapon for them next week against South. Although South did have a good game plan against them last time, so we'll see what Seth Knock can counter there. I will move into the hub. Sam Clune, uh just loves it. Loves, loves the line break assist. Two line break assists, two try assists, adding to his tally. Further try contribution and line break contribution. A forced dropout and an offload. And the man who, who I guess was the you had good fortune enough to be the recipient on the back end of some of those Sam Clune passes with Harvey Neville. He scored a double, uh, two line breaks with those tries, obviously, four tackle busts and 105 metres. So he's, he's forming that nice combination on that right edge with Sam Clune um, going into next week. That'll be one to watch for sure for South. Yeah, it certainly will. It'll be interesting to see. Uh, Musgrove will be um, waiting to hear from the judiciary after he was put on report for a high shot. But I did have a question, and this one actually came to me. As you know, I was running the touchline on the far side in the first half when Braden made a break and got tackled into touch and spilt the ball sort of at the same time. There was a punter in the crowd who yelled out, does that count for Braden's stats if he's coughed, uh, something about if he's coughed it up? So, mate, it's good, good to know that they're asking me questions on the run. I, I put it in the memory bank, and I thought I'd ask you on, on air. If a player makes a break like that, then makes a mistake, how do, how do the metres get calculated there? Is it still the metres go yeah. towards them? Just remind me again, sorry, mate, I just missed the first so, part so, of that. So Bra- Braden made a break down the, the far side as it was at Cessnock from the camera. Um, I think it was after there'd been a one-on-one strip that had gone backwards uh, and it was play oh. on. And then he, he streaked away down the sideline um, and he ended up dropping the ball, I think, from memory and going into touch or going into touch and then dropping the ball. I can't recall which order it was in. I think he went into touch first, actually. Um, yes. so, so yeah, I remember that. What's, what's, the, what's the, the statistical view on that? Yeah, so I think that was from memory, just offhand, like a thirty-plus meter yep. run. So that that counts if something uh, is affected at the end of the play. So if if there's an error or a defender touches him or anything, the play concludes. It, it, it does count to his meterage. He'll get because it was an error. He'll obviously get the error. And if I was recording win or loss carries, a loss carry. But yep. um, in that case, the meters do count. Uh, there are cases where meters don't count. Say line engagements. Uh, for an example, if a half runs to a line, say, eight metres deep and then he passes and there's no contact from the defence, those metres don't count. Hence why a lot of hookers and halves don't have the meterages that, say, true run metres would be if you counted the actual physical steps they take. And say, um, yeah, I guess that's the best description because obviously if, like, Braden Musgrove runs untouched down that sideline and no one touches him, then the metres obviously still count as well. So I guess there's that um, discrepancy between, you know, line engagements or true true breaks. Um, and even if there is an error to answer the question at the end, yeah, those metres definitely do count. There you go. And I, I love whoever that punter was that was listening out, who obviously listens to the show, or I assume he listens to the show, or it was just a pure coincidence, one of the two. But you don't often hear people in the crowd questioning whether stats count, but I, I think they're worried that Muzzy might have been patting his stats a little. Uh, <laughs> but, um, yeah, it also led to one of the most um, entertaining, light-hearted engagements I've had on the field in a while when... Matt Nelson said that we couldn't have a breather for Braden just because he was out of breath and then followed it up. I had to explain to him I'm not a doctor to decide what was wrong with Braden and Matt followed up with, never mind, I'm happy with the break anyway. Uh, <laughs> so uh, Matt certainly kept me entertained on the touchline. Uh, he and Josh Charles were very good value on the weekend. Um, to, I guess, let a little bit of uh, light behind the curtain. It's uh, quite often that you have a, uh, some good engagement at the, if it's done the right way with some of the wingers in the uh, real NRL, which is always good fun. There's been some great ones over the years. Josh Manolato comes to mind and Michael Gavin, a bloke that plied his trade at Curry many years ago were two of the best. So, um, yes, certainly good to have a, a, a good bit of a uh, light-hearted view on things sometimes in what is a fairly serious game at other moments. Yeah, that's great, mate. It's good to see the players can get around it, even though you're the official on the day. 
they know that you treat them fairly, obviously, and and they can have a laugh with you, mate, for some for some funny moments. So that's nice to see, mate. Hope that continues next week if you get on the touchline. Yeah, I hope so. Um, we'll see who we get. Most of the South and Cessnock boys are pretty good. Um, they keep you on your toes, though, so it'll be good fun. If I'm uh, up and about there, we'll wait and see. Uh, mate, in terms of other things, some updates for the listeners. We have, uh, obviously, we talked about the medals and trophies. We, I have confirmed the engraving details for those, so we'll have those to present very shortly. We're also working with the league to potentially present some of our awards in partnership with the league at the uh, league's presentation, which hopefully, fingers crossed, schedules allow Josh and I to both be there. Um, hopefully, at least one of us can be there to present them, mate. But um, if not, I'm sure they'll have some adequate replacements. Um, we will wait and see. But, yeah, we're really pumped and uh, appreciative to Adam and Sky, the team at the uh, Real NRL, for embracing that a little bit, mate, and um, allowing us to be part of that part of that day. Uh, I was fortunate enough to be along last year as a guest, but to actually be engaged and part of it's um, a pretty awesome step from the, um, the Newcastle Rugby League embracing us as part of their, I guess, broader um, contingent around the game. Yeah, that's been fantastic, and we've seen this year as well um, on social media. Both of it, we've obviously shared their stuff always, but they're starting to share us as well and recognizing the work that we do, especially you, you yourself, mate. And um, that that should be the case given the amount of hours you put in. Uh, we all put in over here as well at Lee Castle. Um, but yeah, it's great from Adam and Sky as well. That's a uh, you know these players deserve to be celebrated in any way possible, and obviously these stat stat metrics are all positive. We're not we're not like dishing out errors or anything like that with all the hard work the players have put in and it's not just all about I guess tries and points at the end of the day when after the grand final it's, you know those other things as well like you know the top tackles maybe maybe they don't want that award but that, some bloody hard work goes into that those numbers I mean from the players point of view mate to accrue so many tackles uh, oh. across the length of it I, I know we had one one uh, person who rated pretty highly on that leaderboard who very adamantly said to us he'd much rather not make that many tackles each season. Um, <laughs> we won't name any names there, which is fair enough. You'd much rather be playing attacking football, I suppose. But again, it is you know an, you know a skill that's you know a key part of our game, and we, and we want to recognise all of those that we can. And again, it comes through some of your hard work, but it's been great. Um, the you know in the league embraces even working with the guys like Tony Delaney and Pete Jolly the Newcastle Rugby League podcast, and we've said this a couple of times before, but we just see it as the more coverage across the game, mate, it doesn't matter whether it's five or six of us doing podcasts around the league, the more coverage it's getting, the better. Um, we can all work together, and it's just great to see this league just continuing to go ahead in leaps and bounds, and uh, any content or coverage that's out there, um, you know, we're happy to share, and, mate, you're always um, sharing even, you know, NBN and Adam Murray's gear that he gets out there, and um, the great stuff that Rod Thompson at Newcastle Weekly does as well. We've got some guys that are very heavily invested in this competition and we love, you know, I guess working alongside them as part of that. Oh, yeah, for sure, mate. Adam Adam and um, Rod's been great this season in their uh, respective, I guess, media streams. They've uh, put out some great content, uh, Rod especially, um, consistently, uh, I guess, by himself or part of that Newcastle Weekly setup, covering all of the teams. And not only that, but um, the, the photographer, I think, I think his name's Michael. Um, who works with him there has uh, put out some great shots as well. So obviously we, we give thanks to the him and, and all the other photographers that get around to the ground because without them it'd just be, I guess, a graphic with numbers on it, um, which no one wants to see. It's always good to get some players on those graphics, mate. Yeah, it certainly is. And, and we thank those guys for being so, I guess, uh, willing to share their, um, their content and stuff as well, which I don't think we've had maybe one that um, there's been any pushback on using the content and we're always happy to make sure we acknowledge where possible as well. So... We appreciate all that, mate. And um, on the stats note, before we wrap up, I do have one of the stars from this week's statistical recaps. 
in the man that wears the six jersey for the Cessna going to Sam Clune on the show this week amongst a number of other guests looking at some of the other final series and uh, grand finals that had come this weekend. So uh, it'll be good to have a bit of a chat with him and get his thoughts on how it all shapes up uh, ahead of a, a return clash against South this weekend. And mate, I just encourage all the fans to get down to Curry. It's going to be uh, it's a very close atmosphere ground, so it'll, it'll have a fair atmosphere about it. I imagine there'll be plenty of Cessnock fans there. The challenge is probably going to be out there for the red and white faithful to travel up from the beaches of Merriweather and uh, get around their side. Uh, Cessnock are, are playing in uh, first grade and reserve grade, so I'd suggest there'll be quite a few of their fans up there getting behind their boys. So, yeah, again, the challenge will be set for Souths in first grade, West in reserve grade, and I think it'll be West and Maitland in the 19s. It'll be a cracking day of footy at Curry, and we'd encourage anyone who can get there, get there, because this competition is... I can't remember it being this good for you know the, at least a decade. Um, it's really heating up at the business end. Oh, for sure, mate. I reckon um, South might get a few more fans there as well in the shape of some, some Curry fans might come along to cheer against Cessnock as well. So that it might be interesting in Curry. Obviously, the big rivalry there with Cessnock. But, yeah, everyone get to the game if you can. Um, that's going to be great, mate. That's the, Yeah, as you said, it's such a close comp. You know, Maitland have booked their spot in the grand final and they deserve that. But you wouldn't have blinked an eye if South got in either because they definitely deserve it too. And out, of the, out of these three teams remaining, mate, it's basically... Um, so a data to dartboard, right? It's um, it's a tough, tough, tough one to pick. I think uh, our friend at the hypothetical bookie might have might have provided some odds. Uh, we might post up later in the week, but um, even he's probably got no idea, mate. So what do you reckon? Oh, mate, he's got he's got about as much idea as I do or you do, and he's uh, as much as the punters. <laughs> but we like it anyway. It's a good bit of uh, conversation. And if I'm not mistaken, I think he might have gone deep into the into the lower grades as well this time around. And I, I've even uh, from my conversation with him, I had a bit of a chat around potentially having some prices when we get to Newcastle and Hunter Grand Finals as well, the week after Newcastle League Grand Finals, which will, I'm sure that'll provide some heated debate as well. So we'll see what he what he comes up with there, but we'll just keep sharing it when he passes it on. That's his little... He gets he pops his head up about this time of year every year and uh, gets involved in it, mate, which is great to have that further contribution. Yeah, he's a good bloke, that guy. He's a good bloke. Yeah, we like having <laughs> him around. So, mate, well, in, on that note, um, of course... The last bit I do need to touch on while we're talking Denton Engineering Cup, make sure to get your grand final tickets. Get in early. Make sure you are booking your tickets. Get along early for the three games on grand final day. It is now less than two weeks away, which is hard to believe that the Denton Engineering Cup will be all wrapped up in about 12 days' time, mate. Uh, But, yeah, make sure they get there because, uh, mate, am I correct in saying that there may be a rare sighting of the Statsman at the grand final? Is this possible? Yeah, I was going to mention... Those people that like to sorry, our stat questions from the crowd, I'll be there in person to answer. So I'll bring, bring a megaphone and shout back. Maybe, maybe, maybe we need to work with Adam Devchich and get you a uh, you know corporate box hosted by the Statsman. You can talk numbers and show them your abacus. And I'm sure three people will love that when they tune into the live call. Uh, Harry, Harry O'Brien will be there with bells on if he's, if, if uh, Cessnock aren't playing. And even if they are, he might decide to sit up with you rather than down around the bench. I don't know. <laughs> uh, there's a few of the boys that love it um, mate I'm sure Jack Welsh will be straight up there if uh, South are in the grand final straight up there at full time to get his numbers um, and, if South, <laughs> and if South win he'll be up there to remind you and I that it's not an upset um, I had a question about Jack actually before we do go he was listed in the centres on the weekend what's happening is this uh, just Bobcat South- being Bobcat no, like, luckily for me, I've watched enough South to know who's versatile and, and Jack, Jack sticks in the middle mate he's a, he's a gun lock but he's not a centre so those honours went to um, Harry Croker there. Uh, obviously, he filled in for uh, Flanagan, who was out injured. So, yeah, Jack stayed in the middle there. Um, uh, Carlin Pettit was out of the edge. Uh, had a had a strong 
strong period before he went off as well. And yeah, mate, it's um just going through their team. They got they got a gun team south. So it's going to be such a good game this week against Cessnock. It's so good both on paper and in real life, mate. I can't wait for it. Yeah, hopefully, again, um, Flanagan and Marshall Singh will both be available after those head knocks the week before. And, yeah, hopefully, um, again, I haven't I haven't seen the footage yet of the incident that Jacob Affleck's been put on report for, but hoping the judiciary um, see fit based on the review of those that it might just be um, some, you know, fines or warnings, as we've seen a few of, uh, just depending on previous records. And uh, everyone's absolutely at full tilt and everyone's on deck as much as can be. Uh, heading into this one because it'll be an absolute cracker at Curry on on uh, Saturday, and we look forward to it, mate. But uh, as always, a big thank you to you for your time. We'll let you get back to the the grind of keeping the country going uh, behind the scenes of the financial empires that are those that you work for. And uh, I look forward to talking to you next week and catching up with you in about ten to twelve days' time. Beautiful, mate. Looking forward to it. Uh, yep, go the night seven in a row. Sign off on that. All right, well, thanks to Shipley Meets at Rutherford. It is time to dig into the Denton Engineering Cup and off the back of the Stats Men's. Wonderful recaps. We've got one of the men that led a few of the stat categories for the Cessnock Goanners in their win over the entrance in the minor semi-final on the weekend. Here's none other than their uh, 5'8", Sam Clune. Sam, welcome to League Castle. Thanks for having me, mate. League Castle debut. Feels good. Right, uh, we, we, we've had a few few guests on from uh, the Goennas over the year, and uh, Harry's been one of them. Harry O'Brien's always a uh, returning. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, you might be the first Cessnock player not called Harry that we've had on this year. So, um, you know, stand, standout feature point for you to kick off. Yeah, no, I feel privileged to be a part of it. Those two boys, they're pretty good with their media, so happy to join the queue. I was going to say, neither of them are, uh, are short of something to say. As we're just talking about Harry uh, Syker off air, he's... Uh, He's well-spoken about the game and um, a very passionate leader, mate, for your club. Yeah, he's a, he's a bit of a lunatic from time to time. Um, I think he's uh, self-proclaimed, so I'm allowed to say that about him. So, yeah, no, they are both um, well-spoken and, um, yeah, they love their footy. Mate, you're, um, you're really settled in up there at Cessnock now. You're almost part of the furniture uh, after the time you spent with the club. How have you found it um, relocating over this way and uh, being involved in the, uh, in the Goannas club? Uh, yeah, it's been uh, it's been really enjoyable so far. I've um, made some really good mates there. I've um, sort of I've did, done a bit of work with White Shaw and um, in his with his solar business. So a little bit of a plug for the boy there. Um, uh, Shaw Power, but no, yeah, I made some um, yeah really good mates out there, and um, we got uh, we got a good mix of blokes out there, sort of young and old, loud and quiet. So yeah. Um, from everyone behind the scenes to stepping out on the field, it's been it's been good. I've been a bit of a gypsy. I've played here, there, and everywhere. So um, I could definitely say that just not up there with one of my favourite clubs I've ever played at. For sure, certainly, mate. Uh, in terms of the weekend, too, mate, uh, it was a pretty good weekend for the whole family. Your brother making his way back to the NRL as well and uh, leading the Knights to a win. Yeah, no, we're super proud of Adam. Um, you know, I think it was his first. Um, game for the Knights in 12 months apparently I saw that um, I, just, I got to watch the first half last night I might go home and watch the second half soon but yeah no, I thought he did a pretty good job from what I saw so yeah proud, proud of him he's been playing really well in reserve grade so good on him yeah he's been a big part of their resurgence in the New South Wales Cup but mate let's turn our eyes back to your side and you touched on it before there's a, a mix of characters in your side mate um, 
Some of the ones that are interesting and out there, mate, Josh Charles, for one, and the other one I want to talk about, Braden Musgrove. I saw a side of him, and we obviously know that he's on report from the weekend for that high shot, but a man who looks like the sort of guy you wouldn't want to run into in a dark alley, but was the first bloke to go over and make sure that there was you know, no, no real lasting harm from the shot. He came over the top unintentional. Uh, he's got a much gentler side to him um, there as well, Braden. Yeah, sure does, mate. He's um he's a top fellow off the field. He'd, he'd um, give you the shirt off his back. He's that kind of guy. And um, yeah, I'm sure. I'm um, hopefully nothing comes of it. Um, I don't think Braden doesn't play with any malice. He just plays hard and plays fair, and he just wants to win. He doesn't really. Well, I haven't really seen him try to get caught up in any of that sort of little stuff throughout the year. So yeah, hopefully just he gets off scot free. But did have a little bit of an indiscretion earlier on. In the air, funnily enough, against South. Uh, but, yeah, hopefully just for the sake of the game. So everyone from both teams is playing. It's a full-strength um, sort of calendar out there. And everyone who comes and watches gets to see a good game of footy like um, uh, there was on the weekend. I think it was two very good games, uh, semi-final games. So, yeah. Yeah, mate. And now, Charlesy, mate, uh, he's a man who's been around the traps in Newcastle for a while. He's been a centre. He's been a winger. He's been a front rower. But if I've seen a more iconic, and you've been around a few country rugby league clubs, country rugby league sort of pose than walking out the gate on on that Sunday after the game, and here's Charlesy with his shirt off, leaning on the fence, having a yarn and a dari, mate. Like that's that's as country <laughs> footy as it gets, right? Oh, sorry, excuse the coffee. He just he's a classic. Um, he's got that many nicknames, and um, in our group chat, he's just after we play, he's just um. He's a, he's a rare kind, but yeah, he's uh, awesome to have around the club. Um, I can't, I don't know how old he is now. He must be forty or something. But <laughs> <laughs> he's um, he's getting on, but you, you wouldn't be able to tell. Um, he's, he still gets around the field really well, and yeah, I think um, I didn't get really get to see him play much in his heyday in Newcastle, but I know there was talk of him um, around the town as being you know the best player in the comp, and um, yeah, you can see why. Um, he's just. Yeah, he's incredible with some of the stuff he's still doing. Um, I think Harry Sarker did that cross-field kick for our trial on the weekend. I said to White Shaw, who's going to catch that? Jossie Charles, there he was, swallowed it and beat three players to score in the corner. Jesus, funny. Yeah, he's, he's, he's not, he's not going to be do, really doing the Dom Young sort of leaps, is he, Charlesy? Um, but look, there's there's a really good precedent for Cessnock being successful with, uh, shall we say, advanced age, bigger framed wingers. Big Willie Paleo that played there for a number of years and many people thought could have been a prop and ended up being a prop in the Newcastle and Hunter and even a couple of times for Cessnock. Uh, yeah, yeah, if Charlesy channels him this year, it could be a big part of a big charge for you guys towards uh, lifting that title on the 2nd of September. Yeah, he's ridiculously strong, eh? Hey? He's just like... Uh... I don't know. He just, he just you know, no one can put him down half the time. He's um, yeah, he's a powerhouse. I mean, think he's got that dad strength. Yeah, both both of being as absolute powerhouses and hard to handle. Um, Hanetti, if he can channel it in the right direction, goes goes the right way. And uh, mate, some of the runs he made on the weekend, you could just see it was like he had spiders on him. Yeah, and he's um a beast. Um, yeah, I think he's, his statistics speak for himself this year. I don't know how many tackle breaks he's had, but. Yeah, he just needs to behave himself out there on the wing and play footy. And um, I think that's um, when we get the best out of him when he's yeah, focused on um, doing the team stuff thing first. And yeah, he's um, he's had a he's had a um, sensational year. As everyone would know, he's a um, massive part of our team. He's probably um, made, a, made a bit of a name for himself with that uh, interview that came out mid-season. That finds out that not only does Hanetti not get KFC if he doesn't screw his try, his kids go without as well. <laughs> well I haven't heard that interview, but. I can imagine it would have been um, a pretty funny one. 
Yeah, apparently that's something his wife set out for him, is that if he doesn't score a try, he doesn't get KFC on game, uh, the night after the game. And, yeah, the kids apparently miss out too. So there's a lot of, that's a lot of pressure. Well, that's why he's always screaming and yelling at, yelling at me. I can always just hear you, Nettie, saying... He's screaming my name, but half the time I don't even know what I'm saying. But now I just know he wants to score tries. That's the only reason he wants me to keep him in so he can get KFC. I was going to say, it'd be dirty on Harvey getting across twice on the weekend then. But anyway, we'll wait and see what he yeah. can produce this weekend. He's gone close the last couple of weeks. On, um, but he's just sort of, yeah, I don't know. He, most teams can't stop him, but he's been... I know South scrambled very well against us, and there was a few times on the weekend. Early in that first half where I thought we... Might have come up with a few more points, but we couldn't couldn't quite get there. Entrance were um, defended relatively well early on. Yeah, they certainly did. Uh, let's have a look. Speaking of South at this weekend's game, mate, uh, it's a team. You know, you don't have to look too far back into the memory bank. You had a uh, thrilling finish against them, and uh, had you had you know another sixty to ninety seconds, it might have been a different story in week one of the finals. Yeah, exactly. We just sort of missed a few, um, got lazy in a few really important moments. Um, um, against South in that first final, we just sort of yeah, just uh, that's the thing in this comp. If you just if you suck off um, in those important moments, and you're just going to get found out. And yeah, we just sort of been able to grind those two. So, um, I guess you could say two soft tries away. We're not taken away from South. We've so got some really good players in the team, but yeah, in regards to back around the middle, um, I think yeah, like you said, we might have come away with the win late, but you know that's how. That's how it goes, and you got to be, you got to be good for. Yeah, you can't. You just can't give good teams like that um, opportunities to score points. You got to be on. That's what we're going to be. I guess our main point of focus the next couple of weeks. You know, we just got to win it. We want to win at all costs, and um, hopefully, if we take that mindset in um, this weekend, we can come away with a win. It's going to be tough, but yeah, um, we'll definitely be up for it for sure. Yeah, certainly. I'm, I'm sure you take plenty of positives, though, out of the way you finished that game and then obviously rolled into the entrance. The, the fact that you managed to get back to within six points, admittedly a little too late, as we touched on, but you had that period where you just grabbed the game by the scruff of its neck late um, and to, to get back into it from that deficit, would there'd be some positives there, but again, obviously, you would have rather the win. Yeah, we, we definitely start with, I mean, with that first try that South scored um, was a bit of a, was a tough way to start and we just sort of behind the eight ball from then a little bit but on the weekend we sort of well, again I guess entrance did score first again but we were yeah we were able to sort of find a bit of a grind we still need to get our completion rates up again this weekend because we can't give South that much ball um, but yeah we just we really need to yeah, get into a rhythm that's I think when we're at our best we, we've got our line we're physical in defence and we're completing our sets so yeah hopefully we um able to do that this weekend Speaking of this weekend, mate, um, obviously a big farewell to Cessnock Sports Ground from a stalwart of the club in Corey Barber. You're down the road this week. Are you, are you hoping that the, the big faithful that turned out on Sunday for you just shift everything sort of 15 minutes down the road to Curry and you can make it a home away from home, knowing the Curry fans probably aren't going to get behind you? Yeah, hopefully. Um, um, it sort of works in our favour in that sense, I guess, especially with um, reserve grade, our reserve grade team playing also. Hopefully it can be a really big crowd and um, yeah, like you said, um, get out there for us Cessnock boys. And yeah, on the weekend, we had a great turnout um, for Corey. And, um, you know, that's one thing about Cessnock. They love their footy. And we had a really good turnout back at the club. Um, 
at the leagues here and it was yeah, there was a real buzz around the um the place. So hopefully we can fill the hill at Curry Curry this weekend and um yeah, we hear everyone cheering because, yeah, it's pretty cool being part of that atmosphere. Um, when we were warming up um, out on the field before the game, it nearly felt like an NRL game sort of sort of thing. So it's an uh, exciting time of the year to be playing, that's for sure. It certainly is. There's no no better place to be with the weather, the sun out on, on Sunday up there at Cessnock. Um, and you touched on it, your reserve grade boys, mate. Um, based on ladder positions, some might have called it an upset, but I'm sure... They were uh, backing themselves in going into that game, but they put on a show against uh, Souths. It was an arm wrestle early, but and again, I know you wouldn't have caught all of it or, or probably much of it with getting ready, but to put on a uh, a three try victory in the end, twenty to six, is um, I guess testament to the platform they've built and the depth of the club in terms of where you're at in season twenty twenty three. Yeah, definitely. Um, just considering where they were, where reserve grade were last year, um, it's obviously. With some few key players and some young guys coming through, um, Hayden O'Regan, um, Jack Giddings, young guys like that, Addison Peel, um, and a few other fellas. Sorry, I didn't mention your boys, but um, yeah, no, that's been really good to see those guys develop. And you know, we've got um, obviously Dougie Bill sort of steering the ship there. Um, he's played a fair bit at um, first grade this year. His kicking game is. You'd have to think would be the best in reserve grade, that's for sure. Let alone in first grade, he, he shows us up the training. Um, but yeah, um, it's it's been it's honestly really enjoyable to watch him play. And when they do a bit of a pose stuff um, at training, um, you know they put put us um, to a good fight. Um, and yeah, it's just cool to see how far they've come in the last year. So hopefully, um, yeah, they can. Uh, win next week and get themselves into a grand final. I'm feeling confident for him. Yeah, it's going to be a big clash against Westy early again, mate. On Dougie Beal, mate, can you believe that bloke was wandering around playing a bit of C grade last year uh, for a Wobbicle? Like, phenomenal to think. Um, he was a bit of a late bloomer. His brother Shane hit his straps much earlier, and Shane, someone that was involved in the club um, for part of the season as well. But, um, Dougie, it's hard to think that he was wandering around playing a bit of C grade last year. Yeah, no, he's, um, he's, he's silky. Silky, we call him... Um, Dougie the real deal, Bill, because he's absolutely that. He's the real deal. But um, no, there's a few boys that um, are not in the club that said when he was younger he was just as skillful too. So I think he might have broke his leg when he was real young, sort of something like that sort of thing, and when he was going really well. And, you know, life happens and that sort of thing. But, yeah, you know, he, um, yeah, he's he's really spearheaded um, a reserve grade team. And, you know, he's, he's a real quiet fella, but he gets out in the field and does his thing and, yeah, he's really good to watch. He's honestly a very good kicker of the footy. So hopefully he'll be on on the weekend and, um, yeah, can lead that um, reserve grade team around for a win. That's it, mate. Uh, well, it is a big game this weekend for both grades. 12-15 for the reserve grade, as I said, up against Wes. And then 2 o'clock, you guys taking on South, both with an opportunity to head through to the big dance to take on the pickers. Uh, mate, in terms of the focus this week, is it very much an in, intrinsic looking at the team and focusing on what you guys need to do? Is there an eye to Souths, or you know, how do you think Harry will have you boys shaping up? Um, yeah, most of the time we just look at ourselves. I, I think we, um, we 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 know what um, Souths have got, and we know what they what we know what they bring, and they probably feel the same way about us. So. I think, yeah, we've got to turn up and like I touched on before, um, win the little moments and, you know, not, not slack off we can't afford to because they've just got too much quality around their team. Um, their key players are in good form, you know, you've got Mitchie Black and 
uh, G and uh, Reeve Howard at the back are obviously playing very well too. So uh, around that, you, you can't really say they have any sort of weaker weaker players. You know what I mean? They're just all solid across the um, the park. So yeah, we're gonna have to do our play very well to win. But you know we got we got a lot of strike in our team, so we just got to be able to yeah. Um, I don't like saying play for eighty minutes because it's very hard to be play very well for eighty minutes, but. For the most of the half, for most of the game, sorry. Hopefully, we're on, and um, yeah, we can. We know we got points in this. We just got to be able to defend them. So yeah, it'll just be mainly looking at ourselves. I would think. Yeah, I love it, mate. Well, all the best of luck for the weekend. It's going to be an absolute cracking day at Curry Sports Ground on Saturday. There'll be plenty out there, and plenty of them will be behind you guys. The best of luck for it, mate, and uh, look forward to uh, seeing you down undoubtedly at the ground on the weekend. And uh, yeah, again, wishing both sides all the best. Yeah, likewise, mate. Thanks for having me on, too. Well, a big thanks to Sam Clune for getting on to talk all things Denton Engineering Cup. It's now time, thanks to Shipley Meets at Rutherford again, to dig into the reserve grade competition as we get within a week of grand final. Two sides clashing this week at the graveyard at Curry for a chance to play against Maitland, the minor premiers, in the grand final. It will be Cessnock who have come from the elimination games in fourth and fifth all the way through to take on Wes, who finished second on the ladder. And I'm joined by um, one of Wes's outside backs and uh, I was going to say a famous but maybe an infamous uh, individual from around the reserve grade scenes in uh, Lockie Buller. Thanks, Andrew, mate. Big shoes to fill after the big uh, Clooney on before me, so we'll see how we go. Yeah, mate. Uh, look, you know, you don't have too big issues uh, based on some of the West guests we've had on this year. Max Badiris was good. Steve Witt is a little bit more questionable. Well, um, bang around with us enough time at the Prince and can't get much attention unless there's a shearer around him, so play on there. Yeah, mate, the only time you can um, keep Witters quiet is if Tim Christie's around because you don't get a word in, but that's a story for another day, right? <laughs> exactly. Mate, we're just, talk- just talking <laughs> off air. You're, um, it's uh, Monday evening. You're already into the recovery at the beach, taking things very seriously. Pretty physical game on the weekend up against Maitland who've booked their way through to the grand final, mate. Yeah, mate, it was... Um, it was 70 minutes of just bashing each other, really. Um, 12, I think it was 12 eight in the end. So it was, it was, yeah, they were heavy favourites, mate, and they showed why they were. Yeah, they've got a fairly strong side, and, and the club runs fairly deep, mate. But um, some some decent names getting around in your side as well, um, and plenty of experience in a few different spots. It's been a, a, an interesting season for West as a club, but um, disappointing first grade sort of time. They run a little bit late in the end at the back end of the season, didn't quite get into the finals. But you'd have to be happy with the fact that reserves and 19s are still with, you know, one game short of grand final, a, an opportunity to book that spot this weekend um, at uh, Curry Sports Ground. Yeah, mate, it was, it was, dis- was disappointing, as you said. The boys um, in first grade strung a few good games together at the back end of the season there, and... Um, Ended up, I think they put 40 on Wyong down at Wyong in second last round or the last round, so that's disappointing. But um, yeah, the rest of the club's pretty strong. I think our ladies might have just got knocked out as well on the weekend um, by Lakes over there. So, mate, Reggie's, I'm sure you've known, you knock around this comp enough. Our Reggie side, 19, has been grand finalist or finalist for the past however many years. I've been here seven. I think um, we've nearly been there every year, so. Club's strong behind that, but um, hopefully the boys can get some um, some games together in first grade and get all three grades back to where it was back in the day. Yeah, they certainly will, mate. Now, I want to ask you some questions, mate. You've got um, 
a man who comes from some pretty good coaching bloodlines. His old man's taken West to some premierships. He's also coached a couple of other first-grade sides and been involved with the Knights as well. How has the Moose, Lucas Miller, been uh, since he stepped into the uh, the coaching reins there for the reserve-grade side this year? Yeah, mate, he's been good. Um, when he first, when I first found out, started, you know, I, I knew, knew who Bill he was. I didn't know much about him when he first came. And um, my housemate, Matt Homer, I said, how's he going to be? He goes, well, he's a bit full on, but as long as you've got Ginge and Cal around him, uh, they'll balance out pretty well. And he's, yeah, he's been very good, mate. Yeah, you've nailed it there. Um, one of the least serious people in the world, Ginge, Jermaine Ale, offsets Millsy nicely. It's a, it's a nice balance, mate. And yeah. uh, and then Cal's the, uh, the the level head of the three um, with a bit of character to him. And just on Ginge, mate, one of the worst water runners to ever grace Harker. Cannot carry more than one drink bottle out. The boys are busted. 28-degree day, it brings out one water bottle for 13 of us. So I think uh, Petri and... Don't need to have a young who next year maybe flick him out the door. Maybe some intense sessions in the off season for Ginger. Mate. And, I, and I, I reckon from what I've seen this year, calling him a water runner, that runner word might be a bit deceptive. Too. <laughs> mate, you got a game in. Uh, oh, I can't remember. I think we might have played Charlestown. He's been itching all year to get a run. He got a run. I think his first carry split under the eye and glued up straight to Sands. And he's, uh, he needs to hang up his footy boots as well. It sounds like a, a bloke I know well, Jason McKenzie, who's won some premierships at Lakes last year on Old Boys Day, decided that he'd uh, have a run. And um, the way I understand it was either in the warm-up or making his way back around the bottom of Carl Oval from the warm-up, he blew his hammy. So uh, <laughs> sometimes you just got to know. Um, and I'll tell you what, running the touch lines at the moment, I very much know that uh, I'm getting to the back end of even being able to do that. So we'll leave it to some of the mate, younger blokes. And you wouldn't be far behind, mate. Mate, I'm there as well. I've been over the past two years. I've told him I'm hanging up so we can... Um we beat Chestnut on the weekend and go through to Maitland and win that one. I think that'll be it for the big fella. Yeah, mate. Uh, I, I reckon I can see a, a lucky buller, you know, having a year off and then making a comeback somewhere. Maybe you know, <laughs> you'd look you'd look right in a new lamp and rats and dogs or something, just running around in pub footy, just not 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 doing too much apart from talking smack. They're um, they're telling me that already. That's where I need to go. So <laughs> they're trying. I'm they're trying to push the other Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> following the other old roommate says Bluey and um. Train one three, go at Dudley, and then just uh, run around with the boys. So mate. see how we go, mate. Yeah, mate. Uh, si- si- similar, um, similar physique starting to build with the two of you, mate. You might have him covered at the moment. <laughs> although, uh... <laughs> he's looking good. His little trip to America didn't do him too well, but um, he's back on track now. Mate, I don't know about the Blues choose the, um, the the diet's not exactly smashing <laughs> out. Anyway, it's reserve grade or A grade in his oh, case. So Dudley, Dudley going well, mate. They had a win on the weekends. Uh, sorry, a loss on the weekend. Yeah. They're still alive. So big game this weekend. I've never seen a bloke um, push a pie shop better in my life than he is at the pie mechanic at the moment out at Urala or wherever he's going to. Man, he's, he's, he's probably telling the bloke how many how many views he gets every time, just trying to get three yeah. pies, no one blew Mate, talk, talking about the yeah. fact that, you know, you, as you said, you, you're getting towards, you know, you've got plenty of games under your belt at West there. I'm just looking through, mate, and I'm just confirming you, you're still playing in the outside backs because I've gone down about 50 people in the leading try score for the competition and you're not there. What's going on? Mate, I'm, I'm one of your best mates. I thought I wasn't going to score this year. He was scoring tries for fun. And I thought, here we go. This is going to be the first year I'll ever have to bang out a nudie. Um, and I've got one under the belt and they're coming pretty quick and fast now. So hopefully I can keep going. Finishing with a flurry. That's all right. So you've heard it here first. If West are in the, in the GF on uh, September 2nd, it'll be uh, Lockie Buller with the winning try. No pressure, mate. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. I'd love that. 
I love it, mate. No, that's good, mate. Uh, all right, let's have a look at the game this weekend. Um, in terms of how things are shaping up, what's the focus from your point of view? And obviously you haven't trained yet this week, but is it very much just internal focusing on what you guys can do, not worrying too much about Cessnock and the fact they got that upset win over South? Or is it is there certain people at that side you've got a bit of an eye on, but still majority focus internal? Yeah, mate, I think um, first round or second round, they might have got us at home. Um, and then we went up there and, and got them by a pretty good score. So it's one all. Um, and this is the one that sorts it out for the season. But again, they're like Maitland, mate. They're, they're a big, strong pack, um, big boys. So one of the things this year we've really prided ourselves on is goal line D. And maybe there was a couple of times on Saturday up at Maitland where we, we shut off and, and they scored them two tries. But if, if we can just keep rolling on our goal line D, mate, and um, stop them big boys, I think we should have a bit of joy. Yeah, they're certainly, as a club as a whole, they're a very big physical side and even their halves are some bigger bodies. So, um, yeah, yeah physicality is going to be their, their probably power that they'll lean to, you'd think. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, well, we have, yeah, obviously, we haven't trained this week, so I'm sure Mills, you have a nice little plan for us. Um, and we get we get three of our starters back. So we had our centre, Gil Hemsley, he was um, suspended last week, same as Sam McKenna. And Preston Con was out with the HIA, so both our back rowers and centre will be back, so we should be back to full strength and uh, get up there and get the win at Curry. Yeah, mate. Uh, any, any thoughts on that? Uh, the fact you're playing at Curry. Uh, no, normally, I'd say normally I'd say you know the Cessnock fans will travel well, and obviously with first grade there, I think they're going to have a, a pretty solid number out out in support. Curry would normally turn yeah. against Cessnock, but we know, and look, no offence to West, but Curry don't exactly love West either. There's not many people around this um, competition that love us, mate. And I think that's what we we thrive on that sort of stuff. Um, it's always been a theme at this club. Ever since I've been here, the seventies I've been here, it's no one likes us, and we like it that way. So they can boo us or yell at us or whatever. What will keep coming? I was going to say, mate, if there's anyone that leans into that more than you, I would be very surprised. Uh, <laughs> exactly, mate, you, right. keep, you keep me very entertained when I'm out there, either refereeing or doing anything else, and. Mate, oh, like that was that. the first thing that um, Nick Haggerty said. I sent him a screenshot that. So I think we're going to go on the podcast again. Whatever you do, don't bag the rest. I said, <laughs> nah, no, mate, I won't be doing that. They're all good fun. Mate, to be fair, you know, the, the, only, uh, the only one I've heard you really get into is Kurt Grogan, who used to be a ball boy at West many moons ago. And normally with, exactly, with you and I, mate, right? there's a bit of banter. And, mate, as I said, yeah, to, um, fun, mate. I said to a couple of wingers on the weekend, Charlesy and uh, Matt Nelson from the entrance, you know, they made the comment, like, it's good to have some banter out there. I said, look, as long as everyone knows where the line is, and we should do by this point. Exactly, then, mate. mate. We've got yeah. to all enjoy it. We're not out there. I mean, there is sheep stations on the line at this time of year, but we're still all out there yeah. and have a good time and enjoy it. Like, we're all just doing a job. And I think that's the, that's the theme that we've sort of had this year. Every time before we run out, the boys are all serious. And the last thing they just go out there and have a bit of fun. Um, I think that's what we're doing with our footy, and that's why we're playing good footy. It certainly is, mate, and it's going to be a cracking encounter. You've got the 19s up there kicking off early in the day with a big game against Maitland. That one was an absolute thriller when they played a couple of weeks ago at Harker. You guys taking on Cessnock, as you said, the Ledgers one and one throughout the year. So hopefully the West faithful travel in droves and pack out the graveyard, mate. I'm looking forward to being up there and uh, seeing you in action and undoubtedly um, having a bit of fun and uh, turning it on for the crowd. But all the best of luck, mate. Thank you again for coming on the show. And... uh, Mate, yeah, we look forward to, to seeing what's going on and I look forward to seeing hopefully an appearance from Steve Witters giving you some stick from the hill. <laughs> I'm sure he'll be there, mate. I'll try and get my hands off my hips for you and give you a wave. I love it, mate. Thanks again, Lockie, and uh, good luck on the weekend. No worries, mate. All right, mate. Thanks for having me.
Well, with grand final week just around the corner, we thought two interviews covering off Denton Engineering Cup and two of his Newcastle Rugby League grades wasn't enough. So we're going to head down to the under-19s. First of all, a big thank you to Lockie Bullock from the West Newcastle Club chatting all things reserve grade. But now our focus is with the under-19s, thanks to Shipley Meats at Rutherford. We're going to have a chat with the back rower from the Maitland Pickers, Blake Schmidhauser. Blake, welcome to League Castle. Hello, thank you. Mate, uh, you're on by popular request of none other than uh, the Crown Prince of Chisholm himself, Matt Soper-Lawler. Um, I'm a little concerned, um, mate. He uh, seems to have a little bit of a crush going on you, mate. He was talking up your rig to me when I asked him who'd, who'd be good to have on the podcast. He's been on the podcast. He should understand it's an audio medium. Yeah, no, nah, I don't think I've got the best rig in the comp, mate. Nah, it's, um, there's a fair few good-looking blokes, eh? It's definitely... I don't think I'd be up there, but no, nah, Matt's a huge good bloke. He's an amazing bloke to talk to, eh? He's, he's a good man, Soaps. Um, I, I know that you said there's lots of good rigs in the comp, and then you went to Soaps and went, he's a good bloke. So by that, <laughs> I'm putting that two and two together, and you're going, Soaps has got a pretty ordinary rig. No, he's uh, <laughs> above average. <laughs> above average, I like that. Uh, that's right, mate. He, he's loved up with a kid. He doesn't need to worry about the rig anymore. He's fine. Uh, he's the Crown Prince of Chisholm. His dad's the mayor of Maitland. You know, like, it's all happening, so... Um, mate, let's let's have a chat about the club at the moment. What's it like coming through? Obviously, the two senior grades through into the grand final, having all that experience and the depth of a club as a young guy coming through and in a strong 19 side as well, uh, admittedly. But to have that experience, you know, we talked about soap. Some of those other guys as well, you know, being a back rower, having the likes of Reid Alch and Pat Mattiatia, these sorts of guys around to lean on. Yeah, um, it's oh, it's like it's unbelievable, eh? Like, um the experience that all the first grade boys have and like they're quite open to just like spread the love and like give give advice to every single one of us young blokes. Like we've had um the halfbacks, Chad and Lemmy, uh, come and teach the halves and like we've had boys from first grade come teach us everything they know, like just to help us out because, yeah, it's just it's good. Yeah, it must be phenomenal when you look at some of those guys with NRL, New South Wales, Queensland Cup experience. It's scattered all throughout there. And, mate, I thought it was great on the weekend. And, and to be fair to both sides in the 19s, there was plenty of um, support from, you know, their, their senior grades. I mean, we even saw Matty Lantry was down there supporting you guys. Uh, you know, plenty of the first graders and reserve graders as well, which uh, that must be nice as a young bloke coming through, not only to have that support at training, but to know, you know, they've made the effort to come out to Cessna when they've got the, uh, the day off and, and get behind you guys and... Um, you know, obviously, you got the result, which made it even sweeter. Yeah, yeah, it was it was amazing having them boys down there. I think it um, really boosted the boys to like get that win. Like, we it would have been pretty embarrassing having all them first grade boys there, like people that we look up to, and like we want to try take their spots in the future. Like, like we're we're fighting, everyone's competitive as, and like having their support there just. I think that was a big turn for that game. Just a lot of the boys just wanted to put a show on for them. Yeah, I like that, mate. I, I like that, uh, you know, being inspired, but also, you know, openly, you know, and, and I've, I know a few of the guys that come through the 19s at a couple of stronger clubs, they're openly sort of saying, you know, we're eyeing off those jerseys and we don't want it to be, you know, in five or, five or six years' time. We want it to be as soon as we're out of these 19s and progress. So I like that, mate. Uh, Speaking of the game on the weekend, do you want to run me through the last ninety seconds or so? Like you're tied up. What are you, what are you thinking when, when that when that ball's gone in for a goal line dropout? Yeah, you know, there's not long left on the clock. 
Was your thought process, geez, we're probably just going to go straight to extra time here? You certainly weren't probably expecting that you guys were going to just snatch onto a short dropout and score. No, no, I was not expecting that at all. I was, I was thinking of a Ben Hunt moment coming out, like them wanting to do a short kick and then kicking it long, and there's no one out the back. But no, they went for that short kick, and I, I don't know what what they were thinking. I personally, as a second row, I probably would have gone long, but no, they wanted the short kick, and it just went to the wrong person. Billy's the if you give him an opportunity, he'll he'll take it, and that's what happened. And just gave it to our centre, Joshy, and he just he capped it off. And oh, that was that was amazing. It was so stressful. I seen him going for a pass out out to the winger that wasn't there, and yeah, it was oh, that was that was stressful. I was oh, I was I was almost in tears after that try. That was oh, that's the best thing ever. Like that's. That's a fairy tale finish to a finals game. That's what you dream of, eh? It certainly is, mate. Now, the, the one I want to know about is what What do you reckon? Like, this this man wears his heart on his sleeve at the best of times. Breno, mate, the coach, how do you reckon his heart, his heart rate was, um, you know, around that last little bit, mate? Like, I think even sort of 15, 20 minutes after, he still hadn't quite brought it back down to, to standard Breno levels, which is a bit higher than most. Oh, no. Breno's... Breno gets his heart rate going even in a normal game, so oh, I can't even imagine what it would have been like out on that sideline, just even watching the Souths coming back and then, yeah, that final couple of seconds of that game, oh, he would have been cheering as well. He would have been, oh, a lot of slurs would have been coming out, that's for sure. It would have been a re- the, the most emotional of roller coasters. And look, we're having a little, a little bit of fun here, not trying to take the mickey out of Breno, certainly. Mate, in terms of that, like, he's a man that's been around the traps for a lot. And yes, admittedly, he wears his heart on his sleeve, but his knowledge about the game is, you know, right up there. And, and you guys have undoubtedly probably benefited from that during the years year as well. Oh yeah, hundred percent. We we've had him coming up from when we were young. I remember the under seventeens and everything. Like Breno was the one there teaching us everything. He taught us. He was teaching us our first grade. We're playing like telling us to watch them and. Everything like that was when they were just starting off their um their bloody glory days, I guess you could say. Like he was he was teaching us everything that we knew to come up into the nineties. Yeah, yeah, he certainly got plenty of experience, mate. He's been uh, around the traps for many years and played a lot of high level footy and um, coached a lot as well. I think a lot of people miss that you know the background that he has. Sometimes they just see Breno because he's sort of that unassuming, as much as he's passionate and and loud. The fact of his background in rugby league is up there with almost anyone, um, anyone in the local competition in terms of like that sort of experience as well. So a great resource for you guys to have. Well, yeah, hundred percent. I didn't even know until a couple of years ago that he was uh, played for the Tigers back in the day. Yeah, mate, he's uh, he's uh, a little deceptive, is Breno, but he's been and played uh, plenty of footy through the nineties and early two thousands, and then gone on to coaching and stuff he's done in the night system, country rugby league development. So. Mate, there's not, you know, there's not many things about rugby league that um, Breno doesn't know. Um, sometimes uh, he might forget a couple of them when he gets a bit passionate with some of uh, my colleagues in the uh, yellow jerseys out there. But it all comes from a good place, at least. With Breno, I will give him that. Oh yeah, 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 hundred percent, it does. Well, mate, let's have a look ahead to this weekend. We've talked about the uh, the result on the on Sunday for you guys. West, though, on Saturday went down to a very strong lake side that kept their undefeated run alive. They've gone through to the grand final alongside your reserve grade and first grader that are there with the week off. 
And on that, I'm sure there will be a huge crowd of Maitland uh, players and fans at Curry Sports Ground. Not too far down the road for you boys this week. Taking on a West side, uh, you played them, I think, possibly in the final round of the competition and they uh, just pipped you from memory yep. 20 to 18 on their old boys day. Uh, that would still build you, fill you with plenty of confidence though because you know that you can run it right with this strong West side. Oh, yeah, 100%. Yeah, it was the final round. That was it was a fight to the death, that was. That was, um, for both of us, we both were fighting for second place and losing that game that's dropped us down. It's made us have to fight fight this this hard all the way up. And I think it's gonna there's going to be a big feud on the weekend, like all the boys having that bad memory of them, them getting us in them final seconds. And I think we're going to be trying so hard just, just for that not to happen. I think that will be... That would be a big motivator for a lot of it, our boys. I think it'll be it'll be a good game. I can feel it happening. There's there's something in the air. Yeah, it's certainly a cracking matchup on paper. Plenty of uh, really good matchups as it was that week. And uh, you know you know they're going to be strong through the middle and uh, also their edges. Mate, big Elias out out in the centres is uh, a handful for whoever uh, likely plays right centre for your boys. Oh yeah, yeah. He was he was a menace the last game. He was. A lot of them boys, they just, like even their forwards, they've got people coming off and then they've just got someone the exact same coming back on there. They're a very strong side all around there. Yeah, we're going to really have to show up. We're not going to be able to slack at all that whole game. Yeah, it's going to be an absolute cracker, mate. Uh, I'm sure the focus this week from Breno will be all internal, though. It'll be about executing and discipline and all those things. Has that been the case for most of the year in terms of really, you know, most of your eyes are inwards about what you guys have got to do and how you get through the game rather than worrying too much about the other side? Oh, yeah, 100%. Yeah, we need to, we need to focus on how we play the game rather than other other teams. Like, we need to focus on ourselves first. And we've been, we've been talking a lot about our completion rate because that's what's been letting us down a lot through a lot of games. Like, um, we drop the ball just way too many times and that's what it's cost us every game that we've lost like completion is just that's what we need to focus on just focus on our game not not worry about their opposition too much just as long as we get our A's and B's right and get our key points right and yeah I think yeah we just need to focus on our own game eh? yeah it's a it's pretty simple when you put it like that mate but it's all about executing that I've got a question for you in regards to yourself mate before we wrap up Looking through the yep. stats, mate, uh, try scoring wasn't necessarily your forte during the regular season, mate, but you're two from two games. Is, it, is this just you've decided to turn up for finals for the boys or what's happening? Yeah, I don't, I don't know what's happened. I was, I was saying to my best mates that play on the team, I was like, oh, I need to get off this nudie run. Like, it's finals now. Like, it's now or never. And then it's popped up in that first trial. I was like, I was cheering. I was off the nudie run. That was the moment. And, just happened again and it's just yeah it's um like the footy gods who just wanted me to start scoring or something yeah i love it mate uh before we go mate uh who who is the one man in your squad that still desperately needs to get off the nudie run both for their own sake and also for the fact that no one wants to see them with their gear off on mad monday oh i don't i don't know i think i was the one person on the team that hasn't scored yet yeah right so uh Um, just be the senior boys then yeah, it might be. I'm, I'm honestly not sure. I don't know who hasn't scored yet. 
All right, well, the, the next question then, mate, who out of your team that even though they've scored a try is still going to just decide to get on the nudie run once they have a couple of beverages on Mad Monday? <laughs> that would be a Ned Jennings, the other uh, second row. He loves taking his shirt off the train and even he, oh, he loves his rig now. Hey, there's, there's, there's at least one in every footy team and there's nothing wrong with loving your own rig, you know. Better than soaps going around lo- loving your rig, Blake. But, mate, th- <laughs> thank, you, thank you very much. All the best for the weekend. Hopefully the Maitland faithful get out in droves to support you up against the rivals in Western Suburbs. It's a, uh, it is an early kickoff at Curry on the weekend at 10.45, but uh, it'll be well worth making the trek over early in the day. Hopefully the weather's good and it's a flat track and uh, plenty of points to be scored between two very talented under-19 sides. Oh, yeah, 100%. Thank you so much for having me. It was, that was amazing. Well, a big thank you to all of our guests for our first episode of this week leading into the first of the Senior Grand Finals and covering off on all things Newcastle Rugby League. In our next episode, we will dig into the Newcastle and Hunter Community Rugby League as well as the Newcastle Maitland Region Women's Tackle Competitions, their Grand Finals this weekend at Baddeley Park. It's all heating up. Only two weeks of Denton Engineering Cup action to go. Only three weeks of Newcastle Hunter Community Rugby League. We are obviously in the final week of the Newcastle Women's Group 21 is getting to the business end as well. Central Coast have crowned their winners. A big congratulations to the Tookley Hawks taking out the first grade premiership back-to-back premiers for the first time in their history. And uh, also congratulations to all of the clubs that took out the lower grade titles, including uh, the entrance Erina, Woi Woi and Berkeley Vale. So hats off to all the teams that managed to claim lower grade victories. And uh, we look forward to rejoining you with our second episode uh, later on today and uh, look forward to keeping you up to date with all of the finals action as we continue to go around the grounds and keep everyone in the loop. Make sure to get out and check out all of the finals action this week that's close to you or your team is involved in and enjoy the footy as it all heats up to bring season 2023 to a cracking close. Go to King. King will barge over. Will he get it down? Yes, he does. There's the premiership. Wilson runs to the line. He's got Buxton with him. It's been put on the toe. It's going to be to try. Joy Jobson's got the try. Window get their second. You're listening to League Cup, Newcastle Hunters Home Rugby League.